0: What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter, Carrie Rowan, on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m., when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life carries powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live
1: Hello everybody and welcome. Welcome to Look for the Good. I'm your host, Carrie Rowan, mindset strategist and coach. And I love sharing nuggets of wisdom about the stories we tell each other. And more importantly, the stories we tell ourselves. So you can join me and my special guests every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. when we share our personal stories of strength and triumph every week on Dream Vision 7 radio. You can listen online, on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 radio. And again, tune in every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. to get real stories and real tips on how to turn your story and your life around and evolve with us as we unite humankind in universal love. And hello, everybody, and welcome back. I'm so excited. We have Amy waiting in the wings. Hi, Amy. Hello,
2: Carrie. So excited to be here with you.
1: I'm excited to have you on here and this is just going to be fabulous. Um we have so much to talk about. We're going to try to contain ourselves. <laughs> we are? No, <laughs> we're going to try to We're going to try to contain ourselves to an hour, I was going to say. We don't need to contain ourselves. We'll contain ourselves just to an hour because we have so much to talk about. And I just I love everything that Amy does. I love how we met. We actually met at the hairdresser. Don't you love that story?
2: <laughs> I love that. It's
1: phenomenal. So maybe we'll share a little bit about that funny story. Um, so yeah, this is just going to be fabulous. We have so much to talk about. You guys are not going to want to miss a morsel of what Amy has to share with us. Um, before we get started, just a word from our sponsor. Are you a busy leader who has thought about working with interns to grow your organization, but figured it'd be too time consuming? Visions Internship has got your back. Their Internship Insider membership can help you set up and run a customized, well-oiled internship program with solid ROI and minimal stress. For more info, visit InternshipInsider.info. That's InternshipInsider.info today. And thank you, Amy. Super excited to talk about your company Internships insider membership program, which is amazing. Um, and let's get started. I want to tell, I want to talk a little bit about you. I know it always makes everybody feel uncomfortable, but it's really a great place to start. Um, and Amy Mosier Berry is passionate social entrepreneur and community development professional. She's got over 20 plus years of project experience, including 10 years running her own consulting firm, five years teaching college, and now as the CEO and founder of visions internships love all that. She understands firsthand what today's organizational leaders and young professionals need to succeed in our ever-changing world and enjoys adding value wherever she can. Amy, again, super excited to have you on. And tell me, what would you add to that? What is something unique that most people don't know about you that you wanted to share with the group today?
2: Well, that could be an entire show, Carrie. <laughs> um, something... <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Um, some of the people that knew me from back in the day, I did grow up in central Massachusetts. So born and raised in the boroughs. And long story short, I'm sure we'll get to some of the life story here today. But I am back in the boroughs, and when I was 15 years old, my dad said, We're moving to East Texas. And I was like, Oh my. And he said, Don't worry, kids, smiling faces and open spaces. You're gonna love it. And you know, I have you know, I was Juliet and Romeo and Juliet, you know, in the, in the high school play, I was just rocking my life. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. I was on a, you know, a, a big state winning championship team in high school and I was flying high. And all of a sudden on, I remember it was April 7th and I'll spare the year cause it feels a long time ago. <laughs> um, but I ended up in East Texas and um, I actually moved back about four and a half months Later and was able to sort of restart my life back here, and that really taught me so much. Really opened my eyes a lot that I had taken for granted. Um, people actually hadn't even heard of Madadudits. They had. They Matadu- know, that's how they say it. I was a, I was a freshman in high school, <laughs> and I was just literally in shock for many months. And I was fortunate to be able to come back and I had some supportive friends and um, my family eventually did come back. So that shows you a little bit of the entrepreneurial spirit from a young age. Um, But that's a little hint. And I love that go in many directions. (laughs) But I love that. that.
1: I mean, that is, you know, you were so young, you were just a freshman. And to be able to make I that bold, right, and to be able to tune in and be so self aware that you knew this was not going to work out for you, and then to go find a solution for yourself. Yeah, us a lot about you,
2: Carrie. It's a little fuzzy, you know. Both being moms and some of the listeners being parents, it's like I look back and I'm like, I actually, it's really foggy how that all went down when I was 15, and my mom is, in particular, you know, I mean, her children are her world. I'm the middle child of three, and I really, I, I need to talk to her. I need to have tea one of these days. I'm like, Mom, how did that really go? Like, did you think I was just coming back? She's like, well, no, we thought you were coming back, but you were up there for, you know, a, a sports event with friends. And then I was like, well, mom, I'm actually it's not gonna work for me to go back down there. And she's like, well, you know, it's really not gonna work for us to be down here much longer anyway. So yeah, I guess mm. you can stay and we'll be back up soon. But I don't really remember. It's very fuzzy, which I actually love that part of the story. But I remember a lot of my high school friends were like, didn't we have a good bye party for you? And because I went to a <laughs> regional high school, as you're familiar, you know, yes. I, was back, and I was like, well, I'm staying with a friend on her trundle bed most of the days. But, you know, arguably homeless for a stint, but <laughs> had the people to help, you know, takes a village. I love that. But it we're, does we're Still standing to talk about it. I Definitely love that.
1: Yeah totally takes a village. And that is such a cool because I really feel like not a lot of people could do that, right? And that talks to your entrepreneurial spirit. And, you know, you said you grew up with that spirit. Your family sort of really embraced that for you at a young age. Um, And how do you, like, define that? I love the idea of an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. Define that in your definition of what that means to you.
2: Entrepreneurial spirit for me means really allowing myself to like be with myself. And literally I am going right after this podcast, I'm going to Maine to be with myself. I have an annual pilgrimage myself that I carve out time and, you know, being a mom of a six year old, that's not always the easiest thing logistically. So, you know mm-hmm. what entrepreneurial spirit needs to me is to make sure that I give myself the time and the space and the grace to go inward and actually, Mm. you know, really have my own little life assessment, not to look to see what's wrong or bad. Because, you know, I think a lot of times I can default to Oh, my gosh, it's already XYZ in the calendar. And I thought I would have done ABC. Oh, look at me, I'm (laughs) behind, you know, that Mm -hmm. feeling of being behind. And it's like, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit reminds me that it's like, truly, I am exactly where I am meant to be. And to allow myself to like, Learn a little something from every step of my journey. And there's definitely been a lot of steps, a lot of missteps. But if I look back, it's my entrepreneurial spirit allows me to sort of see each event and even something, especially that is unexpected or unplanned, as an opportunity to learn and grow, as opposed to like, oh, I failed. And one of the things I love to share with young people is, you know, truly, and I know we've heard this, you know, people have probably heard the expression that, you know, failure is part of the success equation, but just because we fail as a verb does not equate, we're not actually a failure as a noun. Like we fail Mm -hmm. as part of our own success equation, but to look at what we learn from the so-called failures, you know, it's really about um, a new lesson to be learned. And I think that entrepreneurial spirit really carries through certainly from my childhood, I, I had, you know, especially on my, my dad in particular and his family, and then my mom's mom was extremely entrepreneurial. And I'll share something just mm-hmm. I remember I, I did, I worked for the city of Worcester after the 2008 meltdown for almost six years, which is pretty mm-hmm. amazing for an entrepreneur in the government cube. Sure the, is. Like, <laughs> they were like, oh, you're going to do something new and innovative. And I was like, absolutely. And they're like, well, we don't really do that here. And I'm like, <laughs> well, new times call for new. Initiatives and new approaches, right? So I, you know, I had come in to run something called the STEM Power Program. It was a Department of Labor funded program. We had done very well with with my team, and I, a shout out, guys, you know who you are. Um, if if my Central Mass folks, I mean, we really empowered and helped thousands of people after the 2008 meltdown. So it was 2009 through about 2012, and I had a little bit of, if you will, sort of political capital, if you will, in my in my role. And I said, you know what, let's let's do an entrepreneurship program, because I'm going to otherwise I'm going to move on because I'm an entrepreneur. But why Mm -hmm. don't we actually, you know, allow this entrepreneurial mindset to be infused in how we coach and empower, especially long-term unemployed people. Yeah, especially 40s, 50s, 60s. They thought they were getting ready for retirement and all of a sudden their lives are upside down and they needed to figure out a new way. Mm -hmm. So here I am and I made the case. I said, you know, we really need somebody who's in innovation and entrepreneurship so let's start this um, entrepreneurship program so one of the stories that I would tell and I want to tell it because it's a real honor to my grandmother I actually just went to see her grave site last weekend which is another little pilgrimage I do not that it's too far from me here in Massachusetts but mm-hmm. um, and I would always tell the story of my grandmother who you know she was about 16 at the time and her family was going through the Great Depression and no one could find work and she had three brothers and two sisters and she was in the middle somewhere and the father was out of work. The mom had stayed home with, with the children. In fact, I think there was five total. So I may have miscounted the sibs. Um, <laughs> but she basically said, I'm going to find work. Right. And, a okay. And I always remember this story. So she said, Amy, I just, I just said, I'm going to, I just told my family that day I'm going to find work. So she basically like started door knocking. She was mainly in Dorchester and that area in in Boston. And she just was door knocking to, you know, she wasn't sure if they were, were they apartments, were they offices, you know, she was Mm -hmm. just trying to find anybody that was looking to hire someone. And so she just kept knocking and talking to people and doors were slamming in her face. And one guy finally said, can you type? And she said, Yes. And he said, have you used a typewriter? And she said, yes. And she didn't know what a typewriter was. <laughs> I love it. So Just say yes. <laughs> he said, now I'm not promoting lying, but it was honestly a matter of survival. Somebody had to find a job. God bless my Grammy. So she said, yes. In other words, she believed she could do the thing. She could figure
1: she, it out. The thing was. Mm-hmm. She would figure Absolutely. it out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: So she decided, so he said, okay, well, come on in and I'm going to give you a test. And if you pass the test, you can come in on Monday. So he said, here's the piece of paper. I thought it was old school, you know, piece of paper. Here it Mm -hmm. is. And I need you to type exactly what I've typed across all the way down the paper. And if it's consistent, I will hire you. She said, okay. Now, meanwhile, so she sits down at this typewriter she had never seen or touched before. There's a big dog barking. She's petrified of dogs. And she screwed up across the whole way. The whole thing was messed up. She said, he said, if it was consistent, I would get the job. So she pecked. You know, she's very smart and she looked at the exact letter she had done all the way across and she did the exact same mistakes all the way down the page. He looked at it very quickly, said, beautiful, it's consistent. Please come in on Monday. Wow. And so she Literally fed her family for a matter of months before a brother. And I think the dad got back to work after that. But that's the wow. story I used to tell my job seekers who were in many cases long-term unemployed and considering entrepreneurship as a viable path for them Mm -hmm. um, at that stage of the game. And it's very, very uplifting. So that kind of spirit. And of course, you know, my, my dad has uh, in his family have many examples of entrepreneurship, but I just want to give that story of my Grammy. Her name was Sidel. Sidel. She actually renamed herself. She was born Sadie and she called herself Sidel and you can call me Sid. And she was an early professional way back in the day. Way she was her.
1: totally ahead of her time. Wow. Women's empowerment, getting out. <laughs> and like she didn't, like you said, it was her belief. She believed, yes. I don't have to know what a typer it is to know that yeah. I can believe in myself to figure it out.
2: Yeah, I can That's- type that's, she was born in 1917. That's here. amazing. That's it's amazing.
1: amazing. She was so ahead of her time. I love that you carry on that and spirit. And her parents
2: didn't speak English. Oh,
1: my gosh. That is unbelievable. Because that is, that's what it takes. It yeah. takes the belief in yourself, like you said, in yourself that you can figure it out. Everything's figure right? Right. And totally. so that's what you have to believe as an entrepreneur, because you are doing it all. We're every day. We It might not be a typewriter, but it could be a phone or social media or something that you had to figure out. Or all of a sudden, now you've got to figure out how to edit a video or all these things are constantly, constantly totally. coming up as an entrepreneur because we do it all, right?
2: Absolutely. I just had that. I had, I don't know if you, I think we're connected, but anyways, on LinkedIn, I was determined to do LinkedIn live. And I'm like, you know, I had gotten some help and I thought I knew what I was doing. I had put it out to a lot of people on my LinkedIn. I have well over 4,000 people. I invited about 500 people, like people mm-hmm. that I just wanted to kind of give an update. Sure. I had 19 people RSVP, I had all these people live and I could not see or hear and nobody could see or hear me. It was literally a black screen. That was oh, last no. this past Tuesday. And then I said, oh my gosh, like I feel like, you know, you feel like a failure. You're like the professional helping people in these areas. And it was mm-hmm. a tool I hadn't used to be able to stream live on LinkedIn. Long story short, I, figured it out something that day. I went live on my personal Facebook, which I wouldn't normally recommend for like an update on my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I took that link and I basically posted it on LinkedIn and tagged the people that had RSVP'd and thanked Smart. them a special mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. So sorry, you know, I'm learning. And mm-hmm. then on Thursday, I, I, a couple days later, I was able to get additional help and we figured it out and I'm still learning, you know? That's but amazing. That- I, I, just, I
1: love that you did that, yeah, you made a good connection with people because you just showed that it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to say, hey, I didn't know how to do that LinkedIn live exactly. but here's but you came up with a solution and that is the definition of an entrepreneur run into a problem admit you might not know how to do it, but come up with an alternate solution right that's what exactly. it's all about because you never know when that alternate solution is going to be the next big
2: thing whatever right, that might right. be right and I just wrote I'm like I'm declaring myself unstoppable you know that it's <laughs> not the way I planned. But really, it really is like, I mean, when does life actually go the way we plan? It like, doesn't. I'll wait. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, when yeah. does that happen? It's, it's almost an anomaly if it does go as planned, you know? So it's like, right? it's like you expect the unexpected. And then the real key is like, who am I going to be in the gap? It's this yes. inevitable gap yes. between the way you think it's going to go, the way you might want your life to go. Yeah, You might even think it's so, you might even write it down. You might even tell somebody, you know, it might be this thing you're going for. A lot of people have big plans in their heads and that's, mm-hmm. that's great too. But when life doesn't go the way we plan, the big question is like, what do you, for me, it's not so much, what am I going to do next to fix mm-hmm. or change? It's like, okay, let's acknowledge the breakdown because mm-hmm. we know that breakthroughs come following yes. the breakdown yes. you know I believe that I and do too. I say okay well who am I going to be is way more important than what am I going to do next when life I is the way that I want it's like who am I going to choose to be that I am even conscious mm-hmm. that I have a choice as to how to be as a human being and this is something I'm super passionate about is we are in fact human beings Before we are human doings, sayings, Mm -hmm. havings, we are in fact human beings. So like, who are we going to be? Recognize the choice. We can choose who and how to be, especially when life does not go the way we plan. It's so powerful. Like that's true essence of human and leadership. I love that. Acknowledging that gap and giving ourselves a little grace. As I started out Mm -hmm. earlier, um, defining entrepreneurial mindset. It's like without giving ourselves grace, It's so difficult to move forward or give others. Mm, It's so true in our own way, which I've certainly been there.
1: (laughs) True. We we all have, but it's that self-compassion. But I love what you said about choice, because I know that you have been listening to my book. So you know that I'm huge on talking about choice and deciding, because the only thing that we do have control over, as you just showed as an Mm -hmm. example, we, we didn't have control over is what happens in here. Right, Mm -hmm. What goes on with our mindset? And I love that you ask, I talk about this all the time, asking better questions and you set yourself up with a good question. Who am I going to be? Okay, we know what happened, but who am I going to be? And that's really setting the intention for your whole life. Who do you want to be? Right. It's like intention setting. It's one of my steps and my five steps.
2: Yes. I um, love your book. I love your steps. You guys, I know you, whoever's listening to this, here's Carrie, but it is, it's blowing me away. I mean, I, I got it right after I met you at the hair salon and my life has been so wild until this week. I was like, okay. I, And I knew I scheduled it for this week, but I'm really enjoying your book. I believe I'm at chapter 10 at this point.
1: Wow. Thank you so much. I love that. You know, the five steps are, are key, you know, because we're talking about all those things in this conversation and setting an intention of who you want to be. It's like it steers the ship, right? Internship is the name of your company. Ah, I love how you always use those analogies. So we're going to continue with the analogy of the ship because it does, you need intentions to steer your ship. Because if you don't, you're getting thrown around by the waves, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to fall for whatever comes your way. You're not going to remember where you're going. You're going to veer off your path you know it's like your internal GPS, right? And when you set mm-hmm. that up right, you know where you are, you know where you're going, you know who you want to be, you know how to get yourself out of those states cuz we all fall into them at sometimes those lower vibe states.
2: Exactly. And
1: and when you know how to do that stuff, everything else becomes easier because you mm-hmm. are you are more um, you know, in tune with and you're mm-hmm. more in alignment with alignment with who you want to be and who you really are. Exactly. Um, and I love that and you you touched on that too with this little um, this being vacation that you're taking this,
2: I know. this solo well, trip. Well, in, in this, in this format, it's only been occurring. So this is, I should say it's been six blessed years and um, you know, I don't know if we want to go here, but I think it's probably worth sharing. So in 2018, I was seeing a, I guess they call them a therapist. I was seeing somebody to help with my own sort of personal situation. I mm-hmm. was, um, well, I was about, let's see, I was three plus years married at the point, and I did have a one-year-old at the time, and my marriage and my life was totally falling apart, and um, I've learned, I've just learned so much, and this is going to be tied to some of the other comments we probably covered today, I'm guessing, Um, but one of the things that my therapist had said, she said, you know, Amy, you know, we've been talking for about a year, you you know, I can feel you have so much in you, you know, you're really you know, you're, you're not where you want to be, you know, this marriage, like many things in life isn't at all what you thought it was. Um, and I don't really know what else to say to you. But what do you need for yourself right now, Amy? And I remember it was October, it was mm-hmm. exactly six years ago. And, mm-hmm. and she said, I, I, you know, I'm so sorry, I really, you know, the, the grandmother type, very sweet, caring, mm-hmm. lovely therapist who really didn't know what to say to me next. Mm-hmm. She just said, I don't really know what to say, but what do you need for yourself right now? And she just paused. And I said, Well, Elaine, I'm going to Maine. And of course it rhymed. Um, So it was really fun. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that was my new mantra. I'm like, I'm going to Maine. Cause when I was 15 to 25 years old, I would go to Wells beach, Maine mm-hmm. every summer with my two best friends. Mm-hmm. And when they started having children way younger than I did, so they were in their mid twenties having gotten married and starting a family. Of course I was the, you know, eternal like I'm going to go across, I'm going to go across the world. I'm going to adventure. I'm going to start a business. Like I'm doing, I'm like, you guys, but okay, fine. If you're settling down, that's okay. But just bring your kids. Like we need to keep going to Maine. And they're like, Amy, you have no idea. And of course I had no clue. Right. Until I had my own child, like what, 13, 14 years later, um, I realized that that wouldn't have worked out. But um, so I listened <laughs> to my like inner compass for mm-hmm. sure when I was in such personal turmoil. And I declared out loud to my therapist, Elaine, that I'm going to Maine and I've been going to Maine every now now unfortunately named indigenous people's day holiday long weekend. I've been going every weekend, same weekend. I literally book it before I leave the hotel.
1: I love that. Wow. That's smart. It's that right up. Is smart.
2: So I, I create, it's a great, and it's a challenge because, you know, nothing's cheap. You never quite know, like how, you know, you're making these declarations and commitments without knowing exactly what's going to happen a year from now. And especially having a little one and all the different, you know, plates that I'm juggling mm-hmm. like so many people. And it's like, you know what, no matter what is happening, I'm going to mean, I love that. And so that is, it's been a great practice and it's mm-hmm. no, nothing's, you know, you know, it's just predictably unpredictable and because it's like what my inner guide and my heart is saying is what I need for me to be my best self and I used to think you know and not so long ago I used to think doing something for myself going away and investing in me if you will I used to think years ago that like oh is that like selfish like Mm. there's so many other pressing needs you know and I realized I'm like you know what and, and this is a number of years ago. Thank goodness. I, I kind of came up with this, you know, while I can be super conscious of somebody who may, you know, I remember when I lived in Worcester during grad school, I myself was struggling big time financially. And I'm like, is it OK? Like, how can I back in the day, 10 bucks, you know, go to the movies when I know mm-hmm. people in my own neighborhood are, are starving, like or yeah. they need something more pressing or, you know, and it's like, actually, when you when we give to ourselves in a thoughtful and intentional way to use your concept of intentionality you know, we can really create a life that not only it's not about just serving ourselves, but I can be so much better set up to fulfill my own potential, which is going to be such a greater contribution to the world. So I've really, um, and I've tested it out when I don't do things for myself that I need to be my best self, you know, nobody gets my best self. It's so true. Myself, or my child, my family, right. the world, right. you know, you name it's it. It's so, so true. It's, it's really yeah.
1: powerful. You need that. And, and you know, it's interesting what you said, because I think a lot of women feel that way, that somehow self-care is selfish. But self-care, mm-hmm. like you just said, it's the whole oxygen mask theory, right? Totally. You got to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you save anybody else. So when we're in a higher vibe, we're in that better place because we're giving ourselves what we need, which is why I love Elaine's question. Um, Then we can be of service to more people, right? And exactly. I love that. And I know everybody's hanging on your every word, but they're going to have to hang for a couple of minutes as we break real quick right here. Don't go anywhere. Come right back. We'll be right back.
3: Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryroan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for
0: your company today ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again tune into this high energy show with author and mindset coach carrie rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every monday at 5 a.m and 5 p.m eastern on syndicated dream vision 7 radio network Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know
4: that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carrierowancom book to get your copy now that's
5: c-a-r-r-i-e-r-o-w-a-n Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Look for the Good. I'm here with Amy Moserberry and we are having the most incredible conversation. She was telling us this incredible heart-centered story about how, you know, everything fell apart at once, you know, the job and the marriage and all these things. And what were you saying to yourself? How did you because we all know we've all been there, we've been in those moments where we were having things happen that we wish didn't happen, what we were talking about before. What did you say to yourself? How did you turn that around? And I know that you pulled on that entrepreneurial spirit of Mm. of yours that is just so deeply ingrained through your generations of your family. How did you turn that around? What were you saying to yourself?
2: Oh, that's a great question. So I'll back up just so people can understand the context a little bit more. Um, So basically, you know, my mom says I kissed a lot of frogs. So I waited a long time to meet my, you know, then husband. And I was very proud of myself. I feel like I had done the work. I have ultimately met him online and we dated for about 19 months, including our engagement. And we got married in 2015 and we went on a honeymoon and literally on the honeymoon, things shifted. I things felt distant. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, I was making jokes. You know, I, I happen to speak Spanish fluently. He doesn't speak a word of Spanish. So like we were in a Spanish speaking place for our honeymoon. So, uh, you know, I was like, well, it's just that he's uncomfortable or it's just that this or it's, you know, we're exhausted from all the things. Anyways, we get back 10 days after we get back from the honeymoon. He has a terrible appendicitis. Um, he were very lucky he didn't become septic. It was very bad. Um, I probably should have gotten him to, to the hospital sooner. And we're lucky he's with us. Like it was very intense. It was a longer recovery. So I just said, you know what, things are kind of distant and different, but you know what, that was really traumatic and he's healing. And, you know, he also had an additional um, commute that he didn't have before he got married. So I was just trying to like make sense of it all. Um, and I'm very proud of how we've never once like yelled or raised, you know, there's nothing that our daughter has seen that would make her feel there's something wrong here. And we all know that, you know, just being human, we perceive things to be wrong, and then we make it mean something and we suffer for it. So I just feel like it could have gotten a lot worse. And the following year, you know, we were I thought on a little bit of a better track. And I was, you know, talking to him, you know, I really have this idea for an internship services business. I was Mm -hmm. teaching at the college level and I was just really concerned that so many of my young people, and I did have the privilege to teach over 650 college students over five years at two colleges, one larger public and a smaller private school. And, you know, great institutions, wonderful young people. But I was just like, you know what, this trend of young people systematically graduating without real world experience has got to end. Like, I cannot continue Mm to sort of, indirectly perpetuate this. I, as a social entrepreneur, I'm going to, you know, figure out this small little project, right, Carrie? It's just a little <laughs> thing. Um So I started Solving my the company. World and, you know, it, it was, you know, we were doing a lot of virtual internship solutions. So that was the original name of the company, Virtual mm-hmm. Internship. It was actually too long for me to even remember. I said, no, let me pare this down. And it became vision and visions because people, individuals and organizations, we want you know, a positive vision for our lives. So that felt very inspiring. Mm-hmm. And my friend, um, Mary from Buffalo, was like, Amy, you might want to like add internships so people know what industry you're in so that they don't think you're, you know, an eye doctor. I'm like, yeah, good point. So <laughs> it became visions, internships, a little bit of a marketing nightmare with the two S's, but yes, visions, yeah. internships. So that's the name of my company. I started, um, you know, really started in... in started something left my teaching like gave my notice to these two colleges still married we weren't separated yet my husband then you know was on board very supportive Mm -hmm. and then less than six weeks later after I give my notice and I'm no longer teaching and I'm starting my company we are separated which became a divorce and the divorce went on for almost two and a half years which was very difficult of course um COVID was part of that mix Mm -hmm. so I probably would not have had the courage um, just financially to essentially quit my two teaching jobs if I knew I was going to be separated at that point, raising a two-year-old. Right. Um, right. right. So that all went down. I thought, you know what? Okay, now I'm separated, but I can still power through. Yeah, Amy, you can totally, you know, build a new entity <laughs> from scratch while raising a two-year-old on your own. Right. And then I said, actually, that's not really a good thing. And I didn't realize how expensive and difficult divorce would be. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get a job. So I'm going to get the job. Mm-hmm. grateful. <laughs> I was able to, through networking, got a big job. I was actually technically working what was considered part-time between 30 and 32 hours a week, but I was able to like stabilize. I was very proud of myself and I worked a whopping four months, Carrie, and then COVID hit and I was laid off from my big marketing job. Wow. So... Then, wow, there I was, there was obviously people listening, you guys, you guys all know there was really, there was no daycares to speak of, of course, mm-hmm. the income had stopped, I was, you know, mm-hmm. home with my little one, my mom couldn't help, there was no help, you know, her dad had obviously already had moved out many, many months before, about 10 months prior, um, and I was just sort of like, in perpetual shock, <laughs> like a lot of people right. those early totally. times, if you can remember, it was so shocking, yes. um, but I perpetual just, perpetual shock. And of course, you you know, you just sort of take it, of course, one day at a time. Um, But in terms of like, you know, I think it's really helpful to to think about this because I was in my own little denial that like, okay, well, let me just get a new job. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know. Do I even have 30 minutes a week that's not being a mom of a two-year-old? Like, (laughs) who's going to what am I talking about? So I was like in denial, looking for a job trying sure. to, try to right. make up the income. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know where the world was going, of course. Um, and then course. there was a moment that I'm like, you know what? This is the universe's invitation to actually remind me. I actually started something that I'm going to make sure I finish that in a way that the world, the world needs young people to have meaningful real world experience. And of course, organizations need to have work ready young people, right? Yes. So I felt like, you know what? I can make a huge difference in that space and sort of bridging, you know, so I created this, um, this sort of new take on what I had already started, because what I had started wasn't super viable, I didn't have the right model, mm-hmm. Plus the stress, I said, you know what, it's not the right time, I had to humble myself, get the big job, and then the universe had other plans. And then it was like, okay, well, how am I going to pick myself from this? But at least I know that I'm going to stop the actual job search. And I remember because I was on unemployment benefits at that point because I had the job. And remember, I was working for the city of Worcester at Mm. the Career Center. So I have for the very first time in my life, I'm on the other side of like receiving unemployment, you know, that I had helped people facilitate and you know, new mindset. So I'm trying to remember like, okay, I helped all those thousands of people, and now here I am years later. Um, but it just like I was able to continue to build my business while raising my little one, and you know, it just it took a long time. It was like an eighteen month runway carry before we yeah. actually launched the first program that people I'm sure. Before, oh,
1: of so, course, I mean that's was, what
2: building a business
1: is. It's it's all that. It was that.
2: stressful. It was it's, stressful, and I can I just, only imagine. And I know because we're soul sisters. I you know I know that you get it. So I was like, okay, I can choose where my head's going to go. Am I going to like? you know, land in the mental trash, or am I going to, you know, really step back, even though I'm on three and four hours of sleep a night as mm-hmm. a mom during COVID, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and of a single child, so there was no other child to play with. I was the child plus doing all the things at home. And thank mm-hmm. God, I just want to give my friend Beth a shout out, who has four children, her youngest is my daughter's age. And so they allowed us into their COVID bubble, which was a total godsend. Oh, so we had our
1: Beth. Uh,
2: Wednesday, so Beth, um, thank shout you. Shout out I- to Beth. Internally <laughs> grateful. Um, so my daughter at least had some exposure with young during such a critical yes. development stage. And, you know, and I told my daughter from day one, I said, um, you're the vice president, you are my VP of I love know, that. motivation, operations, whatever you want to call it. And so we've been, <laughs> we've been creating visions internships together. It's taken like many turns, twists mm-hmm. and turns, but we've been, you know, in the game. I mean, I've been um, running my company as a full-time entrepreneur now for it's going, oh my gosh, I don't even know the math, two and a half years, going on three years. And we just keep, you know, I know the word is overused, especially since COVID, but like pivoting, like it's not mm. like you don't always know what the right model is, the right. programmatic model or the revenue right. model. And you've got to be willing and able to absorb the feedback. Definitely. It's a I lot like of like believing in myself and mm-hmm. choosing to focus on my own mindset and making sure that I'm not polluting my mind. Like I'm not allowing the current circumstances to take me down. Like Mm -hmm. I had a choice and I, I, I'm not even joking. I literally, I counted them. I took 55 online programs that were either free, early COVID Mm -hmm. virtual, you know, leadership, business development, personal development mindset, all these things that I was mainly taking for free Or, you know, I got a coupon code, or I, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was, I am going to just force myself to keep my mindset up at, like you said, higher elevation, higher vibration.
6: Mm -hmm. So that
2: when the timing is right, I'm going to be ready. You're ready. You know, make available what we're creating here. And I'm not going to, have beat myself up so much that I have nothing left to give. So that was- Yeah,
1: and again, back to the choice, right? You made the choice. Hey, listen, I'm gonna do something to better myself while we have this downtime, um, and there was so much available on the internet back then uh, for free. Um, and so I love that you right. made the choice. You said you turned to self improvement because that always makes us feel better. And it makes us feel like we're, we have more power, more control mm-hmm. over the only thing we ever had any power or control over, which is ourselves and our mind. And so we're going to have a break real quick for a commercial break, but, um, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Amy. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie.
5: Hey, beautiful listeners! Are you tired of the fast paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit carrierowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C A R R I E R O W A N.com.
4: Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to CarrieRowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success,
3: build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you'll want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore Human Design for Business with Nancy. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to kerryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company
5: today. This is Dream Vision 7 radio network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment.
1: Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Look for the Good. And a word from our sponsor of today's show. Are you a busy leader who has thought about working with interns to grow your organization, but you figured it'd be too time-consuming? Well, Vision's internships has got your back. Their Internship Insider membership can help you set up and run a customized, well-oiled internship program with solid ROI and minimal stress. For more info, visit InternshipInsider.info. That's InternshipInsider.info. And yes, this is Amy's company that we've been talking about visions internship, everybody. And so I, I know you're, you're hanging on her word because she just told us some really heart wrenching things about what she was going through, but yet, what I'm hearing is this incredible resilience that this woman has to keep going, keep going in times where most people would probably give up because of all the things that happened that were completely out of her control. But yet she continued and because she saw the value in what she was doing and she believed in herself. But I think for a lot of entrepreneurs who want to go to start off into something, um, it's so easy to stop when you're sort of. In the middle of it because things feel like it's falling apart because you don't really see the effect that you're having right away. Mm-hmm. And you want to, and I'm going to use a little plan words here with internships, you want to jump ship. So how did you not jump ship? What, what is the concept or idea behind that that kept you going? Um, and taking action when others might have just folded it up and said, I'm going to go get
2: a job. Mm. Oh my gosh. And in full disclosure with Mosier, Barry, you know, I, <laughs> thought about it, especially in the earlier stages and trying to juggle being a single mom and all the things, all the things we talked about before that like, whoop, well, didn't think that was going to happen. And here I am. So, so many reasons to like use <laughs> a jump ship and, and we're laughing because my, my latest, you know, offer has to do with, you know, helping people on their own journey, especially busy organizational leaders who would love help, setting up, running an internship program. Um, So there's these five stages we can talk about in a little bit. But how did I not jump ship as an entrepreneur? I think that's an Mm -hmm. awesome question. I mean, I think I like, you know, any person and at this time, you know, it's not like I was in my 20s anymore. It's like I had a sense of who I am and like, who do I really want to serve before it's all said and done? So I have Mm -hmm. this sort of two prong audience and in my mind and soul and my business model, I can't see serving one without the other. And those are the organizations and the young people. Mm -hmm. So we call them, you know, Specifically pur- purpose driven <laughs> young professionals. And I go back and forth between calling them young people and young professionals because I want to meet them where they're at. Sometimes they don't view themselves yet as a so-called professional. Mm-hmm. That is something that I, you know, view as part of our programs and training and support for them that we can help get them there if that's what they choose. Um, so yes, the YPs and those that are purpose driven, I am especially interested in showing young people that they can do well for themselves and do Mm -hmm. good work in the world. So it's all about doing well and doing good. Very passionate about that. Yes. And then, of course, for our organizations, we're talking especially about serving social impact organizations. Right. So there is something called the purpose gap. It was a study done in 2019. And it's something that we base a lot of our work on is that young people today, over 80% of today's graduates from US colleges are looking for so-called purposeful work. They're looking to mm. give back to the greater good. They want to help people help plan it as part of their paid job. Wow. And that is something that a lot of employers are missing the boat on, Carrie. Mm-hmm, they don't recognize this, yes. what is having young people uh, want to work. <laughs> so be attracted. And of course retain stay at the job so we specifically contract with social impact organizations so they could be socially or environmentally conscious in some way shape or form i'm nobody's you know, judge or guru here, but you know, if you're somebody who's a, you could be a for-profit, non-profit government, helping people, helping planet. So those are really the audiences that we serve. And I just kind of like looked at my life and I'm like, I'm never not going to be, you know, in some way, shape or form pursuing career and leadership development, empowering my purpose-driven young people. And I'm never going to not be doing my best to help build the capacity, the efficiency, the impact of these social impact organizations. So, what a great marriage, if you will. I know that's a little bit of a sensitive topic during this episode, um, but you know <laughs> what a great way for me. Like I, I just feel like I'm always going to be doing something around leadership development yes. and sustainable development, right? And and yeah. so, and this is where we can take. Like, not to get too kumbaya here, Carrie, but this is where we can truly come together and truly build brighter futures, is that we can tap the totally underutilized energy, ideas, enthusiasm, drive hunger of our young people and get that hunger tapped in and channeled and helping our Overstretched, busy organizational leaders who are absolutely, in many cases, desperate for the help. They need project support now and they need access to talent. So I just felt like, you know what? I can pull this off. I can yes. fill a true gap. And I'm like, oh my God, when I, all those years later, when I found myself in the position of, of teaching at the college level, I'm like, my goodness, my young people are dealing with the same inquiry. They think they can either do well for themselves. Or do good work in the world, mm-hmm. and 20 plus years later, there I am in the classroom, hearing so many of my young people struggling with that same issue. So I'm like, you know what? This is going to be our focus, and I knew I could make a difference. And you can tell the passion that I bring.
1: Totally, I love that. The and though, you know what I mean? Because this is, these are the millennials, and they and yes. they have bigger thoughts and feelings about their contributions in the world. They're not just out there to make money. They want to be satisfied with their work. They want to feel like they're making a difference. And so I, I love that you took, you know, all the studies and the science behind it of what is really going on with them. But then you're firsthand right there in the trenches with those kids. Young people, because you were their teacher, right? So you got to hear it firsthand, and you saw again because your mind is designed like an entrepreneur. You saw an opportunity to help two people at once to exactly. bring the to bring those two groups, like you said, the marriage of those two groups together, and that was your solution because nobody else is offering that solution in just the same way that you are.
2: Mm. I've heard so, just so many of my own professional colleagues that say, "Amy, can you just hook me up with a couple of good interns?" And I'm like, you know what? I could. And there's so much more to that story because there, and I'm not going to get into all the weeds, guys. I'm more than happy to chat with anybody after this podcast. I don't want to, you know, get too into the details here because I can be, I can geek out on like internship (laughs) 101 here. But there are so many aspects to even call it an internship. There are legal ramifications. Like the Department of Labor has seven criteria that we can talk about. You know, the young people need to actually be experiencing specific learning and growth as part of the internship. And mm-hmm. there are so many questions, understandably, that organizations have, and maybe they've tried in the past or thought about it, or since COVID, you know, people have a hard enough keeping track of their experienced and paid staff, right? If it's a hybrid arrangement, you know, coming in. So it's like, well, gosh, to work with interns is just too much right now. So we've really been able to really take the time to listen, Carrie, to the leaders of these organizations. So whether they're, you know, it could be an executive director of a nonprofit, it could be a program manager, Mm -hmm. somebody who's a CEO, right. And, you know, whereas we've slowed down long enough, I know I talk fast and get excited. So you can only imagine me consciously slowing down (laughs) to really listen to what these organizations truly need. So you know, I'm always going to be working to train and empower young people and connect them as best I can. Mm -hmm. But really, the focus this fall and beyond is really on the organizations getting the right as you said, in I think the ad we put together, you know, an actual customized and well-oiled internship program. It's not a carbon copy of the other. Mm -hmm. Some organizations may want to work with high schoolers and may want to work only with college students, or maybe they don't care if they're in college. And are they part-time? Are they full-time? Do you pay them? Do I have to deal with the college? Like there's all these things that we can help organizations actually overcome in very little time. And relatively little money with our internship insider membership that we talked about in, in the ad. Yeah. How fun is it to have an ad during the, the, love- ad, the episode? That was a good <laughs> idea. Thank you for that opportunity.
1: Absolutely. I love that because, again, I really believe in what you do. And it's totally aligned with what, what, what we've been talking about, what the show is all about, which is looking for the good. And you did. You saw a problem. You looked for the good. You came up with a solution that helps both of those groups of people mm-hmm. because you're helping these companies structure internships because – Even myself as an entrepreneur, I've looked into having an intern before because somebody in my mastermind said it was a great idea, sent me a link, went on the link, and it was so bloody complicated. And I didn't have time to fill out all that paperwork. Otherwise, I wouldn't be working in my own business, right? So it's like I couldn't, I just dropped it. It sounded like a great idea, but not for me because I didn't have the time because it's complicated. So I love that you bridge that gap for people and organizations and you help them decide what it is that they want, what's most important, what's going to serve the company, And then write that together in a in a really, like you said, customized program for them. But then you're also helping the young people and you're uh, you're you have something Mm -hmm. to help them with, right? Because now you Mm -hmm. have some solutions and places for them to go and fill those internships.
2: Yes. It's that internship development. It reminds me a lot of what we had done, you know, after I mentioned I worked for City of Worcester, the you know, we did a lot of job development with employers that were wanting to hire, but there was a lot of, you know, questions obviously after that time period. And it's very similar. It's like we want the young people to have a solid, healthy experience so that we Mm -hmm. need to be more intentional to help these organizations build the internship infrastructure that's been missing. So that was the piece that was really missing. We've been running programs. We ran five programs over two years. And one of the biggest things is if, you know, they didn't renew with us. There was nothing in place for them to build from because we was a do it for you solution. So now this membership is intentionally a do it with you solution. So we are working with, uh, you know, a key accountable person in the organization. Plus, I would always recommend at least one, if not two, or maybe three max more where it's like an internal mm-hmm. working group and they're working to implement what I'm teaching them with our support at visions internships. So, so that's a really exciting model because we can help so many more organizations and and by extension, so many more young people. There's so many more places for young people, especially post COVID to land and actually experience a a mutually fulfilling experience for themselves and not just go through the motions to hopefully get credit. That's not doing it.
1: Absolutely. I love that. And then they're not really invested in it. If they're just trying to get credit to graduate, right? Exactly. Uh, This, this is so much more. And, you know, having a, a, a YP live here at my home, yeah. that just graduated in May. I get this like to my core, you mm-hmm. know, it's hard for them if they're out of college. Um, it's a big transition. So you're offering a lifeline, really, mm-hmm. um, or a life vest or, you know, life savers they throw out on boats.
2: Yes. Well, that's part <laughs> of our internship insider logo is we've got it looks like a captain's ship. So we want to empower the leaders to be captains of their own ship. And of course, young people as well. But we also we got their back. You know, we're going to we're going to throw that out to you because we have a very you know, a specific process because we, you know, we've been in the trenches, we've done the thinking and stressing Mm -hmm. for the organizations. And we're really, what we've tested and and landed on is that, you know, organizations really need to be able to give us on average about two hours of time Mm -hmm. per week. So no more than 10 hours per month. And then we will work with the key people to make sure that they're setting up and running that internship program that works for their organization. And it's going to be a little bit unique. We're helping them basically create their own internship program playbook. Wow. So if somebody leaves that organization, there's a playbook to refer back to. And it's not just going to be this big mystery Right. Right? So so that's that's another thing that we're we're really excited about. I I like I liken it to a chamber of commerce membership because it's sort of like if you have an internship insider membership, whether you're thinking about creating and running a program or you're in the trenches running it or you're looking to revise yours, you have the support of this internship insider membership, just like a chamber membership. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So like anybody in your organization can take past the torch.
0: I was just thinking that. Yeah. they have exactly. the information,
2: you know, online resources. It is a virtual membership, I should clarify. Um, so they have the sort of how-to resources. And the big thing people are excited about is the the live coaching Q&A. So we want to not just give you information, but we w- we're going live with you to help you actually implement what you're learning. You're not just like out in the ocean trying to survive <laughs> on your own. On a life raft. <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I love that because like you said, it is sustainable. This is something that once they develop it and they yes. set it up and they're part of the membership program, whether somebody leaves or not, this is not going anywhere from the organization because they've got you backing it. You can train any new people that come in exactly. and they get the playbook, right? They get the playbook. So this is going to be part of the organization for the long term. Which and- implies
2: fun, you know, I was like, totally. oh, playbook, you know, but playbook, playbook is way more fun.
1: Way uh- more fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, you know, a football game. A playbook is way fun. You got to have play some play. Fun. I had and- somebody on my show last week that talked about if you're not having fun in organizations, you're not using a certain part. There's a certain part Ooh, of your brain yes. just designated for fun, and if you're not utilizing that, what we use, we lose. What we don't use, we lose. Right?
2: Exactly. So
1: bringing the playbook in, bringing some fun in, and you are total fun. So I don't I say know it's anybody. Mandatory
2: fun. One of my latest <laughs> lives, I was like, okay, my people, are we ready to have mandatory fun this <laughs> fall? You know, my founding members, you guys. This is something that. Like it's literally this month. We are recruiting a very like a limited number of founding members. There will never be another founding membership. So not to sound too cheesy, but like definitely the best moment. I am locking in the lowest possible price, and you guys can get the best possible price by October twentieth. So my best suggestion is if you're even vaguely interested in any of what I'm talking about, or you know somebody who is try to get them connected with me so we can have a one-on-one before October 20th so that you can lock in at that best rate. And we have monthly or annual options. And after that, you know, the price will be going up um, Mm -hmm. next year, of course, but I will never raise the price of my founding members. So it's a wonderful time to get in and you're getting obviously, you know, consultant level support at like really a fraction of the price. So I don't need to like throw a commercial in, but I felt like I had to say that because if I'm listening to this, it is this month. So yep. it is timely.
1: That's awesome. It's totally timely. And thank you for that commercial. Uh-
2: <laughs> thank you for but I tips.
1: love the mandatory fund. So if anything, yes. and you need some mandatory fun. but Amy's got it going on. As you can see, she's got, um, <laughs> all the experience behind her. She has given us so many tips and tools that we can take, take away today to manage our minds better Mm -hmm. and believe in ourselves and give ourselves self care that we need to be able to do the hard things and to create our own business. So if you have an idea, um, Even if it's the smallest little idea, if it's there serving people, like I love that Amy wants to serve people. She wants to serve so many people in a conscientious way Mm -hmm. um, and organizations and companies that are making a difference in people's lives. I love that. So go find her like we talked about this before, visionsinternships.com, okay? And all this will be in the show notes if you forget or you don't write it down because it's radio. Sometimes we have to spell things, visions, V-I-S-I-O-N-S, internships, I-N-T-E-R-N-S-H-I-P-S, like the ships we've been talking about all episode here today.
2: Yeah, so and the other um, URL that you gave is also accurate. People have specific interest in the internship insider membership. We tried to make it easy. If you guys go to internshipinsider.info, it will take you to the membership.
1: So reach out to Amy, Finder on LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn while you're there. You can always find her through my page as well. And we loved this conversation today, Amy. Thank you so much for being on. And thank you so much for all that you do for the community, for the why people, for organizations. We really appreciate it. You have a great time in Maine today.
2: Thank you so much, Carrie. Thanks,
1: everybody. Love you too. Be well. And remember, it is never too late to live your best story.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on Demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details.
5: bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.